Good morning. Thank you for being with us today. My name is Ray, one of the pastors here at Calvary, and we are so glad, so very glad that you are with us today. Did you enjoy the worship this morning? Man, I, it blessed me. I don't mean to embarrass the cello player, but boy, she blessed my soul. Just really did. And then just, uh, yeah, you can clap for that. I feel, I feel blessed today. Those two young people that stand up here before me, uh, Alexis and Garrett, just a couple of the young people that we have high, believe in strongly here at Calvary. A lot of promise in their hearts and lives, and we're excited for them. I did want to mention to Garrett, I could have swore you said, bless our iPhones today. <laughs> and uh, I pray your iPhone would be blessed, but uh, <laughs> I'm just picking on him. Thank you. Uh, anyway, boy, it's good to be here. Where would you rather be? Not the World Series, none of our teams are in it. <laughs> Not the, uh, what else is going on? Seattle Seahawks are playing today? 1.30? Good, well after the important things, like coming together to worship. Oh man. I'm slowing down a little bit. I, I, sometimes I talk too fast and I just want to enjoy this moment if it's okay. Uh, we'll get you out of here by uh, 12.31. <laughs> but... Uh, Thanks again for being with us. We're glad that you're here. Uh, I want to give you time to sit down for a moment before I ask you to stand right back up again. We're going to read a passage of scripture from uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. And it's, it's, I believe it's called the Shema. It was written several thousand years ago to the people of Israel. And uh, it is the Shema, right? Oh boy, I got scared. My senior memory sometimes kicks in, I'm not sure. And... Uh, we're going to read it, and as we read it, I want you to think about the words and what, what we're reading and, and how it, it translates into action. It's not simply that they know these things, but that they would do something with them. And I think as we talk about the foundation that we're going to speak to today, it's not just about laying a foundation of theological knowledge, it's, it's doing something with it. And that's where we're going today. That's what we're going to talk about. And I'm going to ask you to fully engage. I, I know there's football and baseball and lunch uh, that awaits us all. And those are all so important, some more than others. But uh, today, I want us to focus on the word of God. Say, God, what do you have for me today? I think you're here by design. To be honest, I think you're here. If you're a guest here, I think you're here by design. I don't think it, you accidentally showed up at Calvary. I think you're here because God called you to this moment so that he could touch your heart and life, just like he needs to touch our hearts, our lives today. So, you knew it was coming. I'm going to ask you to stand. Deuteronomy chapter 6, if you have your Bibles with you. I'm going to be reading from the New International Version today. And uh, beginning with verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Lord, take your word today and let it bring life change. That we might know you a little more fully, more deeply. That it would impact us to share your grace and mercy with those around us. In Christ's name, amen. You may be seated. So here's the thing. If you're a guest here, if you haven't been here in a while, we're in this series called The Place to Call Home. 
which ironically is a, the series, a series title we did about 35 years ago, A Place to Call Home. And uh, we believe that every home, your home, my home, our houses, are all built upon foundations of beliefs, of values, of ideas about how to live life. And so it is with this place we call the church, uh, our family here at Calvary. It's built on a set of principles or ideals. And it makes sense if you're looking for a place. You know, the hardest thing after finding a, a mate to marry is finding a, a good body of believers, a good church to belong to. It's hard. And it seems to me when you walk into a new house like maybe some of you have walked in today, you want to know what we believe. You want to know our focus. You want to know what we value, what is most important to us. And, and I think you get that partly through our worship. I think you get that through how we handle ourselves, that we don't put on, as my dad used to say, we don't put on airs. What you see is what you get. We are who we are, and we want to be people who just love Jesus, and we want you to go on the journey with us to be a part of that. And so we've been talking about some important things in this series called A Place to Call Home. We've been talking about our, that we are a family. One of the things we want to focus on in the next few years is to develop and, and make concrete in our lives this idea that we are the body of Christ together. We're in this together. Sometimes we individualize our faith so much that we forget that more often than not, Scripture speaks to a group of people, speaks to all of us together. We together make up the body, and I am no more important than you are. We all together have our roles and functions within the family, the body of Christ. Pastor Daniel talked last week about, and we are called to grow in our understanding of Jesus. We are called in this idea of formation. We are called to be people who become fully formed in the Lord Jesus Christ, being more like him every day by practicing things that draw us closer to him on a daily basis. And so today we're going to talk about another, another word called foundation, this word of, of foundation. And uh, uh, I think it, it's important we'll come back to that. But here's the thing. Is I, I, I said this last service, didn't say it last night. I'm going to say some things about foundation. And I don't mean the foundation you put on your face. I don't mean the foundation... Y'all still use that? I don't know. I've offended half the population, and I didn't mean to. But there are all kinds of foundation. But the foundation I'm talking about is the stuff you build on. Well, I guess that's structurally. I can't get out of this. Somebody help me. Structurally. Woo. Now, now here's the thing. I'm going to say some general things about foundation. And what you need to do is, while I'm talking, you've got to be interpreting what I'm saying into your own spirituality, your own spiritual life. In other words, everything out there God can use to help us grow spiritually. Did you know that? Not only our hurts and our wounds and our problems, but I, man, I can be watching a Broadway play and I can, be, I can be moved by something in that that helps me understand a little bit more about God. We need to see the world that way and when we come in here and we hear the pastor talk, whoever's on the platform, we need to interpret that through the lens of what is God saying to me? So, uh, you know, we rarely, we don't talk about spirit, uh, foundations, structural foundations, but every building that you walk into has a foundation. You're aware of that, right? At the, at the base of it, there is this, this concrete and steel combination that makes the building stronger. Now, you don't got to say it out loud, but I just, I, I want to give you clues. Makes the building stronger. I'm trying to make this slow and easy today. Makes the foundation stronger. Uh, you, you can't build. You can't build any structure without the support of a strong foundation. A foundation uh, bears the load or pressure of what's being built. A foundation 
bears the load, bears the pressure of whatever you build on that foundation. We together in that? You know, I don't know if I, if it's, put that picture up for me, will you? A foundation holds up everything, and this is what we're talking about in this series. We have the future, we have the family, we have the formation, and it's built upon a strong foundation that kind of secures it. Are, are, together, that makes sense? Every home has, has to have a foundation. A foundation, as I just said, bears the load, bears the pressure. It, it, it prevents lateral movement. In other words, sometimes if we're not careful, well, I don't want to explain it to you, I want you to get it, but have you ever had stuff in your life that caused lateral movement? Things that threw you off kilter just a little bit, that kind of messed you up a little bit? A strong foundation helps prevent that. It keeps the structure in place. A strong foundation that's built upon a rock, as we're going to read in a minute, keeps the foundation, keeps the building in the right place. And and all of these things relate to our spiritualities, relates to our spiritual lives in Christ. It keeps us from moving. It bears the pressure, the load of our lives. It keeps us from from, uh, being knocked down. All these things about it. There's nothing more important. It's not the roof that's important. It's the foundation. When we built this building a long, long, long time ago, it has massive, because of the the soil here in Sumner, it's got massive, massive um, concrete and steel under it because we needed to do that to hold this structure in place. And so as we looked at the house structure, everything is built upon the foundation. Now we've read a passage of scripture several times in the last few months and we're gonna read it again. It's found in Matthew chapter seven and 24. And it would say this, to you and I today and and make it your own as we read it. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and put them into practice and puts them into practice is like the wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams arose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Now the primary teaching of this passage of scripture is to put into practice the teachings of Jesus. Let's, let's, Let's be clear and honest with the text. That's the main teaching. Do what Jesus tells us to do. That's the, that's the main teaching. But there's also a teaching about foundation, that we all need a strong foundation, that it needs to be built on a solid rock and not on sand. It's important, and the relationship between hearing and doing and building the foundation. Here's my point. Where and how we build our foundation is important for ourselves and for those around us. I look at a lot of young families today, and I'm gonna say this to the parents how you build your foundation is not only for your, for your safety and security, it's for your kids as well. Are we all together in that? It matters, the people around us. So here's, here's the question. First question is, how do I build a strong foundation? Now, uh, l- let me show you the definitions. Let me show you this next slide. Those are the definitions. Down at the bottom, Psalm uh, 127 and 1, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build, build it labor in vain. This is a godly house. You gotta understand that. But the definitions are, uh, on the right side you have, you have family, which is talking about the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ together. Then you have the other column that is formation. And, and that basically means our discipleship, becoming like Jesus Christ. Then you have the future, which is talking about mission. And I'll show you a Venn diagram next week about all this stuff, how they I- interrelate. 
But at the very bottom, you have that word, uh, excuse me, uh, you have the word uh, formation, or foundation, which means theology. Now, don't get all worried. Don't get all nervous because we, use, we dare to use the word theology. I grew up in a, in a denomination that was scared of the word theology. Hence, they didn't build a very strong one. Because they were worried about the word. They thought the, theology is for people who sit in ivory towers and, and, and just think about lofty thoughts, but they really aren't good for, for much anything else. Well, that's, that's not the definition. Jesus told us about theology in this passage. And he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And with what? With all your mind. Theology deals with our minds. Here's what I'm going to say. All of us are already theologians. We're just going to determine what kind we are. All of us are theologians. Anytime you've asked the questions about who is God, what is God like, why does God allow evil, or how about a person like, can God love me? How can I find God? What's the meaning of life? What's my purpose? What is truth? Anytime you answer these kinds of questions because they are ultimate questions, they're the big questions, you're ultimately a theologian because you have to include God in the, in the answer. You have to include God in the discussion. And whenever you include God in a discussion, you are theology. I don't even know if this is a word. You are theologizing. You are thinking about God because God has to fit in, into your context, has to be able to be within your definitions and meanings today. You're thinking theologically. You can't ask them without thinking about God. Theology is, a, is seeking, let me tell you, theology is simply seeking a deeper understanding of God, building your foundation upon who God is. Theology is from two words. It's from theos, which is God, and then from logos, which is word. It means three things. It means word, teaching, or study. So for our purposes, we're going to say this. Uh, theology means a study of who God is. Theology is a study of who God is. Theology seeks to understand all things about God, his being, his character, his nature, his relationship to our world, his relationship to us. That's theology, thus building a sure foundation. We all together today? I catch myself trying to pick, pick up speed and I'm trying to slow down again. Because it's important to understand this. What makes our theology unique, those within Christian circles, it's from a Christ-following perspective. We think our theology is built on Jesus. You can't talk about our theology without looking through the lens of Jesus. And it's because simply this, Jesus is the one who told us things like this. Put up that uh, verse for me, will you? Or whatever you got. I, I could have jumped ahead myself. Nope. You got one before that? Whatever. I have immediately caught myself and I'm back on track. We believe that Jesus is the way of knowing God. Put up John 14 for me, will you? No, don't go to the triangle. No, no, no. John 14. John 14. John 14 says this. Whoever has seen me, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Point being, we look through the lens. Our theology is based on Jesus, who is the revelation of God. Jesus himself said, whenever you see me, you've seen the Father. Whenever you understand me, you understand what God is doing in the world. Jesus himself said these words, I am the truth, the way, and the life, and the way to the Father. A strong foundation, you can throw that up there now, a strong foundation for our lives and for our families is built on learning, 
learning about God, learning about Jesus, learning about the Holy Spirit, learning about his church, learning about humanity, learning about God's redemptive and completion of his program for the world. Now, I could give you some big words here. Learning about God is theology proper. Learning about Christ is Christology. Learning about the Holy Spirit is pneumatology. Learning about his church is ecclesiology. Learning about his completion of his program is eschatology. Then we can break some of those down, like Christology would have soteriology under it, which is the study, I think, of salvation. Oh. Or, and then under anthropology, the study of humanity, study of man, you could put the word homardiology, the study of sin. And then you take all of those different sections, you compress them together, and what you have is something called systematic theology. In other words, you've you provided structure for your belief system, and it's huge today. It's a big deal. Why? Because that builds our foundation. When we go deep in understanding God, when we go deep in understanding who Jesus is, when we go steep, uh, deep in understanding the Holy Spirit and the, tri the Trinity, the triune God, it builds us and it teaches us how to pray and how to live and how to, how to do life because we have gone deeper in the things that truly matter today. Why is the foundation so important? Throw up that triangle for me, will you? It's important. This, you, know, you know I'm going to pull this out eventually. Uh, it's built upon Jesus Christ, but at the, at the, the results and the actions are built on what? Beliefs. Not a trick question. Beliefs. And our beliefs are what? They are our foundation for living. The experiences feed into our beliefs. Our beliefs and actions then call us to have more experiences that build and deepen our foundation. Our beliefs are our foundation today. How's your foundation? How's it, is it built upon the rock or is it built on sifting, shifting sand today? Why do, why, why do we need a strong foundation? Very simply put this way. Why do, why do we need theology? Why do we need a, a theology? It's because we live in what's called a pluralistic society. Pluralism is where there are competing voices, competing ideas and ideologies and philosophies that all make the assertion that they are ultimately true. And we are being bombarded with that day by day by day. Everyone with me today? bombarded on a daily basis, those things with assertions of what is ultimately true. Many different ideas, values, beliefs, and philosophies and ways of life. Let me give you an example. How many will agree we're a politically diverse or pluralistic nation? Oh yeah, you got the far right, you got the far left, you got some of us stuck in the middle, in the middle and, now I'm, and if you're a guest here, I seldom talk about politics at all. I think we ought to be about Jesus. But I'm just making a point here. You got those people over there, you got those people over there, and they're drowning out all of us in the middle who just want to do the right thing, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but we have people all over the political uh, spectrum, and sometimes the politics in America, can we agree, are sometimes loud, sometimes they're divisive, and sometimes they're just flat hurtful. Can we all agree on that? Okay, good. Well, and, and here's my point. Democracy is messy. I wish it were clean cut and sweet and perfect in every way, but democracy is messy. That said, democracy is better than whatever's in second place. It's just better. It's better than socialism. It's better than communism. It's better than fascism. It's better than all the other isms out there. Democracy, however messy it gets, however loud and divisive, it's still the best system out there. And, 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 and I, I, love, I love that we live in a democracy. We need to cherish it and protect it. You know, I went to, how many have ever heard of Branson, Missouri? 
Oh, thank the Lord. <laughs> Fifteen of you. It's a, it's a music country place, country music, a lot, of, a lot of stuff like that. And we went back there just a week or two ago with my brother and his wife and some friends we've known for 40 years. We met them back there. And we go to this show called The Presleys. It's an I, reason I go to The Presleys, I'm the youngest guy there. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm the youngest guy there. Because uh, it, 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 it caters. I mean, it's been around for 50 years. I went there when I was a kid. And, and they do some gospel music. They do country music. But then they always do some patriotic stuff. And it gets me every time. They did this thing on the flag. And I, get, I always get weepy when I hear this. Always this thing about the flag and how it's been through wars and battles and strife. And, and, and I love what the flag stands for. I really do. It, 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 it annoys me sometimes when it's used for other purposes, but I love what the flag stands for. And, and there's this moment where you just stand and, and you just, you are compelled to stand because you feel that way. And, and you know, I, I love this nation enough. Democracy's messy. How many will agree we have some work to do in our country? We have some work to do. Let's just be honest about it. Let's love our country enough to say we've got some issues we got to deal with. You know, I, I could go off on a tangent here, but I won't. It, it, it's not taking away from those you love to say, I love you enough to say you've got some issues and we need to work with them, me included, right? Okay. And, and so let me sum up this, this part here by saying this. And, you know, talking about political, uh, political pluralism, I, I love this nation. In fact, I want to say this, and, and it's not political for me. It really isn't. I want to say these words. God bless America. Not because we deserve it, but because we need it. We need the blessing of God. We need God to pour over this place and touch our hearts and our minds and, and, and bring us together and, and to focus on those things that are really important. May God bless America. And it doesn't have to be political. It can just be a spiritual guy standing on the platform because of his strong foundation say, you've got to have God's blessing if you're going to make it in life. Got to have God's blessing. There will always be someone who wants to convince you they are right. Always. Someone who wants you to lean to the right. Oh, no, to the right, to the left. I, I got on Facebook. I get on it twice a month whether I need to or not. <laughs> Sometimes I go on there just to see what's funny. Sometimes they have hilarious stuff on Facebook. Some people are, they're funny on purpose and some people are just funny on accident. <laughs> and I, I love, I just love, oh my goodness. It's a real treat. Honey, do you really think they meant to say that? I was on there uh, last week, and uh, this lady, and I know who she is, and I, I know her politics and all that stuff, and uh, she put something on there, and it was cut and paste. Most people cut and paste without really thinking about what they're putting anyway, and she did, and I looked down, I thought, well, you know what, that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. I, I think I can buy into that. And then, doggone it, that critical thinking of my mind. You know, if, if you're a Christ follower in any length of time, you develop what's called discernment. Discernment basically means critical thinking. Not to be critical. There's a difference between being critical and critical thinking. I remember when I was, first came to Calvary years and years and years ago when he started. This guy had dinner at his house. He said, Pastor Ray, I want you to know I have the, I have the gift of criticism. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I want you! <laughs> To leave now. That's so. Oh, you never want to, you don't. But there's a difference between the spirit, a spirit of criticism and critical thinking. We Christians, you ought to write this down. It's going to be the most important thing I'm going to say. We need to be critical thinkers. We're gullible. We are stinking gullible. Well, we need to stop it. 
We need to critically think about things. We need to run it through our foundation, run it through our theology, run it through the lens of Jesus. We need to start asking ourselves, is is that within the character of God? Is that what Jesus would do? What is the Holy Spirit saying to me right now? What, what's the Spirit of God, that still small voice, what is the Spirit saying to me? Well, once I did all that, I realized, you know, that's, that's a lie and that's deception. Now, I, I'm not saying she lied and was deceptive on purpose, but did you know you can, be lie, uh, you can lie and be deceptive on accident? And it does the same, uh, same amount of harm. So when we develop a strong foundation and we build our lives on it, we develop a spirit of discernment, we can learn to live and and see the world and not be swayed by our emotions. We've all talked about it, not be swayed by how we feel, but what the spirit of the Lord is saying to us us today. The result of a strong foundation or theology is this. Oh, please listen. This is, thus saith the Lord to the church in his word today. Ephesians 4, 14 through 15. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves. Oh. And thereby every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Why? Because we have a strong, firm foundation. Our theology is sound. We understand God. We understand uh, as, as within our human ability, we, we understand the character of God. We understand these things. We have a strong foundation. Therefore, see the word, where is it? See that, the first word in that right there? It says instead. That means in place of. That is almost like therefore. Don't do that, do this. Instead of that, of falling for everything and all those things over there, instead, do this. Speaking the truth in love, we will grow up. It's not what it says, I changed it, sorry. We will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. Well, that basically means we'll grow up. We'll grow up into Christ who is the head. We'll start to to feel and think and act like Jesus. And when we do, when all of the storms and all of the theologies and isms and ideologies come against us, we can push back in the name of Jesus and say, no. Why? Because I'm a child of God and I've built my foundation on the rock not the sand. He calls us to that today. We'll hear something and we say, does this fit with my understanding? Is this something Jesus would do? do I, does it align with scripture? Instead, we speak the truth in love. We reject false teaching and our faith is strengthened. Our foundation, now listen. Our foundation, our theology is not only to produce right thinking, it must influence our, our daily lives. Hear me. You know, I'll show you that Venn diagram. Foundation leads to greater and stronger formation. Formation leads to greater and deeper in the body of Christ. Leads to greater mission. But it must, it must translate into right actions. You remember, the, that, I, you remember that passage of scripture we opened up with? Uh, Deuteronomy 6. Love the Lord your God. Those guys take that seriously. People who practice Judaism, the men. I've been on a plane at five in the morning or maybe earlier, had a, had a, a cough. I, I, my nose, I was just, I was awake. 
at about four or five in the morning, whenever it was time for them, they went and got their stuff down, they wrapped their hands, they put their prayer shawls on, their yarmulkes, they wrapped their fingers, they did all these things. And you could see probably 10 to 12 different men in that airplane as it was traveling to Israel. They were like this and they were praying. You know why? Because what they were talking about theologically was permeating whether we agree with it or not, whether we are in the same understanding, it moved down to affect how they were living. It must be the same for you and I. Our foundation, our understanding, our theology of God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and all these things must move 18 inches down from here to here and begin to affect our daily lives, influence our marriages, influence how we parent, influence how we see the world, influence how we respond to other people, how we live in the world. Our formation will be shaped by our foundation. A strong foundation will produce, if, as it were, a foster discipleship because we will want to obey the words of Jesus, spend time with him, surrender to the Holy Spirit. In your notes, and you should look at them every so often, a strong foundation is formed by reflecting on our beliefs about God and the world we live in as followers of Jesus for the sake of living well. And when I say well, I don't mean getting a, what, what's that car? I mispronounced it. A Maybach, Maybach? A chauffeur-driven May, Maybach. <laughs> Whatever it is. Living well is nothing about how much money you have. Living well is becoming the man or the woman that God has called you to be. That's living well. And Jesus himself said it. I have come that you might have life and have it more what? Abundantly or have it to the full today. I'm going to slow down and stop, tell you a story, and then we'll close in prayer. How do we keep and build a strong spiritual foundation? Let me tell you the need. June 24th, some of you will remember this, June 24th, 2021, there was a condominium that collapsed in uh, Surfside, Florida. Do you remember? I, I looked at pictures of it this week. It was a terrible tragedy. 98 people lost their lives. 98 people in this condominium uh, in Florida. And what uh, a, a Wall Street Journal report concluded this, that the reason it fell was because they had not, they had not covered the places where there was uh, salt water that could get in. They hadn't done what they needed to do to treat the walls, and so the walls became corroded by the salt water. They also found that the columns weren't big enough. They, weren't, they, they, they were too narrow. They weren't... Now, remember what I'm saying. When I talk about stuff, you're supposed to be thinking, right? Okay? They didn't cover the walls, so the salt water came in and corroded the foundation. Don't, you have to tell me, but... The columns weren't big enough. They didn't provide lateral support among the foundation pieces. In other words, there wasn't the supports. It, you know, it, it didn't support the wall. Or it didn't support the columns. Too thin, not enough lateral support. And then they've come to the conclusion they didn't use enough concrete or steel. What's that say to us? And they didn't catch, here's another thing, they didn't catch it in time. They didn't do enough inspection. And when they finally did, they said these words, ah, we'll get to it. We'll take care of it someday. 
We'll get to that eventually. They started with the roof. Friend, it doesn't matter if a little leak starts in your roof if you haven't got a strong foundation because one may make you wet, the other's going to kill you. Right? And 98 people lost their lives. Out of that, as I read that this week, here's what I came to. Three things. Number one, you got to build on solid spiritual ground. You got to build a foundation on rock, which is usually having to do with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. You got to build in the right spot. So let me ask this, friends, as we get ready to close What are you building on today? What are you building on? Secondly, every so often, you got to inspect the spiritual foundation of your life. You know who scares me more than anyone? It's not a new Christian. They're so excited. They just want to love Jesus. It's, the Chris, it's those who have been Christians 35 and 40 years. They worry me. You know why? Because they start resting on yesterday's blessing, on yesterday's teaching, on yesterday's revival. And, I'm not, and if you're here, obviously you're not one of those people. But there are people that are, and they concern me. They start worrying about too many other things except the foundation of their life. And I speak as someone who's been a Christian a long, 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 long time. you got to inspect your foundation and make sure it's up to date. It's up to code. you got to make sure you've got the, enough concrete, enough steel, enough lateral support, and that your columns are strong and secure. Because as the strength of your foundation is, so goes the rest of your life. Right? Finally, I would say this. I would say not only to inspect it, but from time to time, just, just it, keep ensuring that your, your life is, remains on solid ground, your foundation. It, it's easy to forget that God is great and worthy to be praised. It's easy to forget sometimes in, in the busyness of life that Jesus loves you and he died on the cross for you. He rose again the third day and one day he's coming back. These are foundational to our lives. As we close, where does all this bring you? Where does it take you? Obviously, it helps your life by building a strong foundation, and that's paramount today. But you know where, ultimately, when you're going to involve yourself and start looking at who God is, his grace, his mercy, his character, his holiness, his omniscience, omnipresent, his ubiquitous nature, all these different things. When you start looking more deeply at what he's done for us and, and how he wants to interact with us and, and love us, there comes that moment where you become overwhelmed with who he is. Your heart cries out, I want to know you more. I want to worship you. See, ultimately, that's what theology, that's where theology, theology leads. It leads us to worship. It leads us to the song we're about to sing, How Great Thou Art. I asked the team last week if they would sing that. It's an old song. Some of you are so young, you're not even going to know it. How many under 20 have ever heard that song, How Great Thou Art? Lift your hand. I am, moder I am moderately depressed now. Because I was hoping for more. Oh well. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. This is a theologically correct song. 
So I want us to worship. I want us to just, we want you to worship and just experience the greatness and the grandeur of God. And we declare his praises today. Amen. Just stand with me. Let's sing.